Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com, and to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And, as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. grateful I have no desire to drink today. I don't know if you've ever read it, but Dr. Bob's Nightmare in the big book, he talks about his experience with having the desire to drink removed. Something I'm familiar with because I used to read it every single night. During the time I was struggling with the desire to drink. I wanted to drink and I didn't, but I did, but I didn't, but I did, but I didn't. It was a nightmare. It's awful. And uh, it brought me a little tiny bit of comfort to know that he went through that and he stayed sober. It's on page 181. First full paragraph. Unlike most of our crowd, I did not get over my craving for liquor much during the first two and one half years of abstinence. It was almost always with me. But at no time have I been anywhere near yielding. And I guess the same could be said for me. I didn't, I wasn't. It was mental torture. I didn't go buy it or anything. I didn't really want it, but it was just mental agony. And um, that's a long time. To suffer like that, maybe you have, maybe you are. I did, but I can't tell you how much I mean it when I say I'm grateful. I have no desire to drink today. It's not just something I say. I know the insanity of alcohol can return. If I do not remain in fit spiritual condition. So I'm really grateful for that. Did I already say this? I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is awesome. I 
I'll share a couple personal things with you. One is I did get a clean bill of health, a really clean bill of health. It's been a long road. If you've listened for a long time, you know that four years ago, last month, I had a stroke, very young to have a stroke. Didn't know why. Had to do all kinds of tests on me. Finally found what it was. It was a birth defect, hole in my heart. They repaired that. And then once I got a clean bill of health there, I had PTSD kick in from the trauma. And went to therapy for the panic attacks. And on and on and on. Take medicine. It was a long road. So went to the <clears throat> doctor um, this week and got a really clean bill of health. The doctor said, you know, everything looks so good. And what you're doing is so perfect. He said, if you want, if you want, you can come back in three years. And just so we can look at it again. But very cool. Very, very long road. Lots of hard work. Lots of showing up for myself. That's why I run. That's why I eat well now. That's why all kinds of stuff. Just So anyways, I wanted to share that with you. Very cool. Um, today I thought I would talk about being nervous about speaking at a meeting or leading a meeting. And I wanted to talk about that because it's something that is really common. I hear about it almost all the time. A lot of experience with that. Maybe I can pass it on here and maybe it'll be helpful. I think a long time ago, I shared about the very first time I ever was asked to speak at a meeting. It was a three speaker meeting and each speaker got 20 minutes and I was sober for about 20 minutes and I had it all backwards. I was really egoed out about it and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm sober for a little while here. I have all this great wisdom and knowledge. I'm just going to drop on everybody. It's going to be incredible. And I was basically passing out flyers. I was basically inviting, I was inviting people who weren't even in the program. I was just so up my ass about it. And so it was time for me to speak sitting there and, you know, they have those sayings on the wall, meeting halls, you know, think, think, think first things first, keep it simple, easy, does it let go, let God, that kind of stuff. So I'm sitting there and I say my name and I freeze. 
And I just start slowly reading the sayings. Live and let live. Kind of in that tone. One day at a time. Let go, let God. Everybody's just staring at me. Easy does it. Thank you for letting me share. And then, you know, and then my sponsor comes up to me afterwards and he goes, what happened? And I started to talk and he said, it's not about you. Just tell the truth. Just walked away. So that was the first time I shared. But after that, I became very, very heady in a different way. And that remained with me for a long time. I would, if I was going to speak somewhere or share somewhere, I could not get out of my head about it. I just was a thousand jumbled thoughts. Like it has to be good, has to be smart, has to be funny, has to make sense, has to be wise, has to be, I got to share this. I got to bring that up. I got to bring that up. It was just a mess. And normally... I would just be in my head the whole time I was sharing, really not knowing what I was saying, forgetting things I planned on saying, saying things that I felt were stupid or didn't come out right. And then, you know, I went overtime, had to be shut down, just rambling, tangential. And then that was it. And then somebody would ask me, you know, want to speak, you know, or want to lead a meeting. And I would just like, spin out about it. If they asked me like a week in advance, I would like spin out about it for like a week. I was just so... And what I learned is it's all self. That's all self. It's simple. It's all self. What do I mean by that? Let's break out this big book, shall we? Let's check out this sweet action. What does my fellow Steely Dan fanatic think about that? Let's turn to a little page called 86. Second full paragraph. Um, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. If I want to sound a certain way when I'm sharing, I mean, who am I thinking about? I want to sound a certain way. I want to sound a certain way so you think that I sound good. My understanding is that is self-seeking. I want it to go a certain way. 
I want to say certain things and I want it to come out a certain way and I want it to sound a certain way because I want you to think certain things of me. I mean, in my experience, I've discovered it's not anything other than that. When I'm nervous about that, I, I, I'm thinking about what you're thinking of, of me. So I'm making it about me. And if I have been asked to speak somewhere or lead a meeting somewhere, the way I've come to see it is like, that's, that's five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes and 45 minutes that I'm pretty sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing after when I'm not doing something like that, it's a little more gray, but there I'm pretty sure it's likely God's will that I'm there doing that. I don't know, but probably maybe. And so that's what it used to be like with all this. Just making it about me. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about speaking because of whatever I want to say about it. It's because I'm thinking of me. That's it. So if I want to use the tools that are in the big book, it says, when we are afraid, we ask God at once to remove that fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be, which is not afraid. So I started practicing that. I started thinking, okay, it's not about me. Think about anything other than me. So now, for a long time, this is what I do. And maybe this will help. I literally don't think about it at all. I literally don't think about it at all. I don't think about it. What I do instead is I try to get in touch with my heart. I have learned that if I speak from the brain, I'm only going to connect with the brain. There's no way I'm going to reach anybody's heart with my brain. It's just not how it works. So I literally don't think. If I'm speaking somewhere, I'm leading a meeting, I don't, I literally don't think about it. I literally, a better way to put it would be, I think of other things. I pivot. I think of love. I think of others. I think of constructive, unselfish things. I think of creating. I think of other people. I think of God. I think of how I can contribute to life right now. If I'm speaking in a week, this is what I do. If I'm speaking in an hour, this is what I do. I think of what I can create and contribute right now. I literally put it out of my mind. And then I always have a prayer that I say right before. And it's always along these lines. God, please help me keep out of this. 
please help me carry your message and not mine. I pray that you guide me, show me what to say and how to say it. Help me remember this has nothing to do with me. Help me get out of the way of your light. Amen. And that has helped me completely get rid of anxiety about it. I just don't, I don't think about it. So that's my practice. Maybe that will help you. All right. I, I gotta, I'm going to go. I am speaking today and I'm really in my head about it. <laughs> Just kidding. <clears throat> Dumb. I'm going to give a shout out today to Mallory. I want to give a shout out today to the wizard. I want to give a shout out today to Teets. I want to give a shout out today to Chelsea. And I want to give a shout out to Dave. I want to give a shout out to Richard, Lucy. Shout out to Tony. Give a shout out to... I'll give a shout out to Bestie, BFF. I'll give a shout out to I don't know who the hell listens to this. <laughs> Anyways. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything is okay. You know what? Holiday season's coming up. Give the gift of sarcasm this year. Get your friend or your overnight tech or your therapist a little thing called sarcastic daily meditations. Precisely what's untrue 365 days a year. Give one to a pal. Give one to a family member. These books are excellent icebreakers for the breakfast table. Let's see what they say on the 19th of November in sarcastic daily meditations. What do you say? Um, <laughs> it's not really like you're simply using a person when you only stay with them because you're too lazy or scared to leave them. Yeah. Give the gift... Um, more sarcastic daily meditations. My favorite book. Let's see what it says. Um, give it to the tech at your rehab. Give it to a counselor. Give it to your bowling partner's neighbor. November 19th. Your life was likely saved so you could spend today telling 10 different people about problems you don't want solved. <laughs> Everybody needs to hear it, I will say. Everything 
is okay. And uh, I do appreciate you listening. If this is helping you, please pass it on. Leave a nice review. Something. Visit my website. It's recoveryradiokmp3.com. And to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com or just go to Amazon. It is on the worldwide net. All right. My agent's here just staring at me. something. I'm going to ride a blue whale today for some clone ad. Just in a loincloth. And uh, we're some Ray-Ban cheaters. Alright. Bye. I do not know why my life was saved. I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same. Good night.